I want to once again invite you to join me. I'm going to be reading out of Romans chapter 15 and verse 12. The word of the Lord says this, and again Isaiah says, There shall be a root of Jesse, and he who shall rise to reign over the Gentiles, in him the Gentiles shall hope. Everyone say hope. Verse 13, now may the Lord or may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. As we celebrate the birth of Christ here today and in this season, I want to preach just for a few moments this afternoon on hope is here. Everyone say hope is here. Amen. Why don't you join me in prayer right now? Let us go before him. I invite you to close your eyes. Father, we thank you for giving us this opportunity to gather today, God, like we do every Sunday. But Lord, with an emphasis on celebrating your birth, God, we have gathered to worship, to lift up your name, to celebrate that over 2,000 years ago, God, heaven came down and touched earth in the form of a baby boy, God, and we give you thanks today. Now, I pray, God, that you would speak to us for these moments that we have in this service on this message of hope and that someone's life, someone's heart would be changed by the word of God. I pray, God, an anointing in this place would continue to flow and that it would flow out of my body, out of my spirit. God, touch all of us in Jesus' name. Everyone say amen. Amen. You may be seated in God's presence. What happened to hope? That's the question today. According to a recent Pew Research poll, it appears that hope is at an all-time low. As most Americans at this point in time, like never before in history, feel generally pessimistic about the future. There's just not a lot of hope these days. Uh, you look around, uh, you not only see it in the news clippings and, and the, uh, in, in the media, but you see it on people's faces. People are just lacking hope. Uh, in particular, this research uh, found that 63% of Americans are pessimistic about the country's moral and ethical standards. 59% uh, are pessimistic about its education system. And only 25% of Americans are optimistic about marriage and family. These things are, are very important, of course, to the fabric of our nation. And there's just not a lot of hope about the future of these uh, sacred institutions, these sacred things that uh, are, are very important to our daily lives. Now, you couple this with the results of a Gallup poll this year, which found that depression has hit a record high with 29% of adults being diagnosed. And, and this is just the tip of the iceberg. As you begin to uh, look across the landscape of our society and our culture, you begin to see that uh, there's just not a lot of hope. People are not living with much hope. These negative outlooks are symptomatic, I think, of a very uh, deep-seated and deep-rooted condition of hopelessness. There is a sense of hopelessness that stems from a variety of issues that seem to be plaguing society, such as economic challenges, um, mental health issues, and uh, personal struggles, societal pressures, and a general lack of purpose in life. But most of all, this grim outlook stems from the lack of a true and living hope that can only be found outside of ourselves 
through a living and heavenly Savior. Can someone say amen? So today I've come to confront the root of hopelessness by pointing out a greater root. The root of Jesse, the Son of God, the Son of Man, Jesus Christ the Lord, who came down two millennia ago in the form of a baby boy. So we're going to combat the root of hopelessness by getting to the true root of hope today. I want to begin by talking about the source of hope. And the writer here in Romans, the Apostle Paul, begins to dive into some very interesting, some fascinating truths uh, that should be uh, important to all of us believers today and non-believers alike. He begins to unearth some theological gems as he starts to talk and discuss the, the origins of Christ and his coming. He begins to talk about these things and the implications of his birth from a biblical and theological perspective. And he goes beyond just the traditional uh, narrative story of Christmas that we hear. He goes beyond just the telling of, of, a, of a manger and of three wise men and the story of the nativity. He gets down to uh, the, the, the innermost uh, part of the story, which was the prophetic element to it. And here the Apostle Paul quotes from Isaiah, the prophet, and mentions the root of Jesse. Now that's not a term that you typically hear about on Christmas celebration services, but it's very much indeed a Christmas theme when you think about what it represents. It refers to a prophetic Jewish lineage. The root of Jesse. While Jesse was an important figure, he was the father of King David who was a very important figure in Israel's history. And the line of David is very significant in Jewish tradition because God uh, had made a covenant promising that David's descendants or his, his children out of his lineage would rule the throne of Israel forever. So God had made this promise to David that out of his line that Israel, the throne, would be ruled Forever, And so the Jewish people were very much living in anticipation of a coming chosen one, of a Messiah, of an anointed one, who would eventually fulfill this prophecy of coming from the stem or the line of David, to be the son of David, to be a descendant of David. And so the root of Jesse is very important, especially if you look at it through that Jewish uh, mindset, that Jewish lens of, of history. Very important, the, the root of Jesse. And the root of Jesse symbolizes the family tree that Christ would come through. And this is significant. It's important that we understand this, this detail, this fact about the line that Jesus came through. Because it was this very line that would qualify him, that make him the rightful heir to the throne of David. The rightful heir to sit over his people. And we read in Matthew, if you'd like, you can go through all the genealogies. You begin with Matthew chapter 1, and you start to read all the begots, you know, the so-and-so begot so-and-so. And you can see all throughout the line of biblical history, the patriarchs, the matriarchs. And he establishes this, this line, this theological prophetic lineage um, all the way from the beginning of time all the way to Jesus Christ. And we see that in there is Jesse and in there is David. 
And he wants us to see Matthew. The book of Matthew was primarily written to a Jewish audience. So he wanted to establish the fact that this Christ, this, uh, this Messiah, was indeed the promised Son of God, was indeed the one whom the prophets had spoken of, the one whom Isaiah and Jeremiah and others had spoken Even David had prophesied would come. He was that one. And so uh, today, as we celebrate the birth of Christ, let us understand that, that God did did not just come up uh, uh, overnight with this idea of coming to save us. He did not have to create a, a line out of nowhere and zigzag his way to get to where we are. There was indeed a prophetic lineage that Christ came through to fulfill prophecy and to be that one hope of the world. Hallelujah, somebody today. And the root of the tree is the source of his life. And that picture in my mind today, I'm picturing that root. I'm picturing that, that established root, that, that stem, that, that uh, from that stem and from that, uh, that root is the source of life. And today we acknowledge that our hope this afternoon is rooted in Jesus Christ. Can you clap your hand? Let's give God a hand praise right now. Amen. So we acknowledge that, that he came through this very important, very significant line of, of kings and priests and prophets, Jesus Christ was a part of that line. And 2,000 years ago, in that lonely manger in Bethlehem, the root broke through the ground, just like Isaiah foretold. He writes in Isaiah 11, verse 1, a shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. There's the root. And his roots, a branch, will bear fruit. I want you to understand today, my friend, that, that, that hope does not stop at the root. That's where it begins. Someone say the root. That's where it starts. That's the source. But it does not stop at the root. He speaks of a branch. And so I want to now talk about the stretch of hope. Now that we've seen the source, let us see the stretch of hope. He says, Isaiah, he says, not only did I see a root, but I saw a branch. Not only did I see a root, but I saw a branch. Roots represent depth, but branches represent width. Roots grow downward and they grow upward, but branches grow outward. And so the picture in my mind today that I think that uh, Isaiah was drawing and then the Apostle Paul echoed in his writings uh, was a beautiful picture of, of God's plan flourishing in the world, his plan of redemption, his plan of hope, his plan of salvation. And he points us first to the root, the roots that's in the ground. And we know 2,000 years ago, the, room broke, the root broke ground, but it didn't stop there. It began to flourish and it began to blossom. And the life of Christ is the blossoming and the ministry of Christ uh, is the blossoming of that beautiful uh, prophetic tree that is now growing, not just downward, getting stronger and upward, getting higher, but growing outward uh, to the furthest expanses uh, that we can possibly Im imagine in our mind. Uh, what I have come today to preach to you today is not only are what we celebrating or what we're putting our hope and our trust in today is founded and grounded in the ground and strong and sturdy. 
But God did not say, just come and find the root wherever it is. There is a branch of salvation. There is a branch that extends to where we are. I've come today not just to preach about the root of Jesse, but I've come today to preach about the branches of the cross and the branches of Christ and that he came to find us. How many of you are thankful that when you couldn't get to him, he came down and he found you? Come on and give God some praise today. Hallelujah. Jesus came to be the branch and as the branch that extends itself to every four corner of the world as the branch that reaches it to the furthest place that you can possibly imagine as the branch that goes to where the root will not go the root stays where it is the root's not going to move the root is like the word of God it's unmovable and unshakable all that can be shaken will be shaken so that which is unshakable remains that's the kingdom that's the root but there and there is also not just the righteousness and not just the holiness that is rooted but then there is the grace and the mercy and the hope that extends beyond because God knows that you're not good enough to get to the root my God he knows that you're not strong enough to get to the root so he says I'm going to touch you where you how many of you today are here because there was a branch an olive branch a branch of grace and a branch of hope that reached out to where you were and said I've got enough grace and I've got enough hope come on somebody magnify the Lord with me and let's give God some praise today he found me one day remember the day he found you he found us, and I have pictured in my mind the, 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 the branching out of hope, the branching out, and I come to tell you that hope is one of the stretchiest words in the Bible. It stretches to distant people, distant places, and distant situations. When Jesus came to earth, the branch began to stretch out into unreachable, the far corners of society, the dark shadows of the culture, the dark shadows of sin and wretchedness and depression. He goes to places that nobody else would go. He touches people that everyone deems untouchable. He goes and sits with sinners and prostitutes and whoremongers and people you would think have no business. He goes to the places that nobody else. He stretches to the godly and the ungodly. He stretches to the religious and the irreligious. He stretches to the saints and the ain'ts. He stretches. Oh my God. He stretched to a patient Simeon who was waiting, as the Bible says, for the consolation of Israel. When he saw that baby boy come and to be dedicated in the house of God, Simeon's tears began to fall down his face as he began to magnify God because the branch had touched him. Oh my God, can I preach like I want to today? It touched a hurting man by the name of Jairus whose daughter was on her sickbed and needed a miracle. And all he said was just say, your word and by your word she shall the branch reaches all the way to the hospital room it reaches all the way to the crack house it reaches I wish somebody knew what I'm talking about today that branch reaches where medicine cannot reach that branch reaches where doctors cannot reach come on that branch reaches where the judicial system cannot reach that branch reaches where governors and lawyers and doctors God I thank you for the branch today. Oh, it reached to a thirsty Samaritan woman who wanted the living water. 
And it reached to a failing Peter who after denying Jesus three times needed a second chance. The branch found him on the shores of Galilee and said, come on. It reached him. And I've come to tell you today that if you don't know where to find hope, if you're lacking hope in some area of your life and you don't know where you're going to find it and you don't know if it's ever going to get better, I've come to tell you that you're in the right place at the right time. The branch is here. The branch of Christmas, that's what it is. I've got good news. It stretches to every one of us here today. Clap your hands. Why don't we give God a hand praise today? Come on, give him that hand praise. Hallelujah. The branch, the stretchiness of hope. It branches out, and then with that stretch comes the support of hope. Thirdly, the support of hope that Paul writes about as he begins to weave uh, these parallel principles together of God's plan of redemption. We start to see that hope, when hope shows up, it doesn't come alone. He writes, now may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. How many of you are thankful for joy and peace today? Amen. I said, how many of you are thankful for joy and peace today? When hope comes, it doesn't come alone. Hope doesn't just show up by itself. Hope is not a one-person party. When hope shows up into your life, it brings its friends called joy and peace with it. Oh, thank you, God. When hope shows up, it comes as a branch intertwined with other branches. The branches of joy and the branches of peace. The branches of faith and the branches of love. Three things remain. Faith, hope, and love. My God. It comes all intertwined with other blessings and other mercies and under other graces that God offers to us today. So I want you to know that if you feel any kind of joy, I don't know about you, but when I heard the saxophone playing, I felt joy in my heart. When I heard the musicians play, when I heard the praise team play, something about there was a joy that started coming. Let me tell you something. If you feel joy in your heart today, that's a sign that hope is here. If you feel my God, when you, ah, hallelujah, it's a green light. If you feel joy in your heart, you've got permission. Go ahead and smile again, brother. Go ahead and laugh again, sister. Go ahead and shout again. Go ahead and dance again. Sing again. Lift your voice again. If you feel joy in your heart, joy unspeakable and full of glory, that's a sign to you that God is still God. And he's still sitting on the throne. And he's not done with me yet. Come on, somebody say hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. This joy that I have, the world didn't give it to me. And the world can't take it away. Anybody know what I'm talking about in this place right now? I've got the joy of the Lord down in my soul. Just like the Bible says. Yes, I feel the Holy Ghost. So if you, hey, if depression is knocking on your door, you tell depression goodbye. If anxiety is knocking on your door, you tell anxiety goodbye. It brings joy and it brings peace. The peace of God surpasses all understanding. Hallelujah. Be 
anxious for nothing. Come on now, somebody. I said be anxious for nothing. But by everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be made known to God and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your heart and mind in Christ Jesus. I'm here to tell you that if you feel peace today, if you feel a calming in your spirit, that's a sign that hope is here. Hallelujah, somebody. I said, hallelujah, somebody. The Prince of Peace is here. Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. That's one of God's titles. And when hope shows up, it brings with it joy and it brings with it peace. And I don't know, there's somebody here today that needs to know that everything is going to be all right because hope is here. When he brings hope, he adds to it joy. He adds to it peace. Just like the wise men, they brought these gifts to Jesus. They, they brought these three gifts to Jesus. Oh, hallelujah on that day where they saw him Jesus has also offered us three gifts this Christmas season it's the gift of hope and of joy and of peace you better open up those gifts this year hallelujah oh I said you better open up those gifts it's the gift that you didn't even know you needed amen have someone ever got you a gift and you opened it up and you it wasn't what you wanted and but you had to kind of fake it man that's just what I've always wanted wow you know how did you know Oh, how am I, you know, I don't know. But, but then you come on later on, you find yourself using that gift you never thought you needed. Some of you, some people, they didn't know you needed church until you got to church. You know what I'm saying? You didn't know how, oh, come on. You didn't know how hungry you were for the word until the word started getting preached. You didn't know how far you were until you got into the house of God. But now that you're here, brother, you might as well open up the gift. Sister, you might as well receive what God has for you. Oh, my God. You might as well. And if you don't want it, then give it to me. Because I can use some more of it in my life. I can use some more hope. I can use some more joy and peace. The angels told the shepherds as they were there in the night, do not be afraid. For behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy which will be to all people he said glory to God in the highest and on earth peace goodwill toward men so you see when when hope comes he brings with it joy and peace hope never shows up alone hope never shows up empty-handed and I've come to tell you today so hope is here someone say hope is here come on one more time say hope is here praise God for the support of hope. But I want to close today. I don't want to be much longer. I want to close today by telling you about the strength of hope. The strength of hope. Lest you think that hope needs you to be hope. Lest you think that hope is depending on you, you need to see that there is something else that is supporting and strengthening the hope in your life. And it is the power of the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Paul continues saying in verse 13 that you may abound in hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. Someone say abound. Abound means, I love that word, it means to overflow. Amen. It means to overflow. It's like David writing in Psalm 23, my cup runneth 
over. You know, God wants to bless you so good that it causes an overflow in your life. Oh, my God. Come on now. Somebody. I said he wants to bless you so good. It causes an overflow. Good, good measure. Pressed down. Shaken together. And running over. That, you, you, come, you serve a running over kind of God. Oh, come on. I said you serve a running over kind of God. God never does anything just at par. God doesn't just want to meet your expectations. No, no, no. He wants to exceed your expectation. He shall do exceedingly, remember, abundantly above all that you can ask or think according to the power that worketh within you. So this is how God does. God does everything in excess. That's why when he fed those 5,000 men, there was leftover food. Amen. I don't know about you, but sometimes I like the leftovers more. Huh? You eat, you can have your, your ham and your turkey on, 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 on Christmas or on Thanksgiving, but I like to have it like a couple of days after because then it's really like, you know, the leftovers, huh? Uh, you know, give them to me. And, and, and I'm here to tell you that God is so good. He'll bless you. He'll touch you. And I believe that we're going and we're going into a place right now in the spirit of overflow. I'm not just talking about financial things. I'm talking about spiritual things. I'm talking about God blessing you so much. You got joy. You don't know what to do with. You're like, man, I just need to give people joy because I got too much joy. I, I've got too much peace. I need to start giving this peace away. Why do you think God gives you more than what you need? Not so that you can hoard it for yourself. The devil's alive. God gives you more than what you need so that you can give it to others. Oh my God. Hallelujah. So if you've got hope today, blessed be the name of the Lord, but don't hoard it all to yourself. Give some of that hope to somebody else and tell them, hey, everything is going to be all right. We serve a good God. We serve the God of the overflow. That's right. Amen, somebody. And so he says, abound in hope. And that's where God wants us to dwell. He doesn't want us just taking the scraps from the table. He, he's given us a seat at the table. We, as children of God, are sitting in heavenly places today. That's why he came. That's why he came. So that hope, which was unreachable and unattainable, would come in the form of this lowly, this humble baby boy born to, to Mary and Joseph. Why? So that hope could touch us and so that we could live with an everlasting hope. As Paul said, a living, a blessed hope. We've got a blessed hope in God that our hope is not in this world, but our hope is in Christ. Our hope transcends beyond this world. Amen. And we are living in the overflow and that overflow is in the power how many of you are thankful for the holy ghost today hallelujah i'm gonna invite uh, if, if the musicians can come on how many of you are thankful for the holy ghost today Oh, I'm so thankful for the Holy Ghost. I couldn't serve God without the Holy Ghost. I couldn't be a Christian without the Holy Ghost. Because it's in the Holy Ghost that I get to, I get to wear, the, wear the source and I get to wear the support and I get to wear the strength of my hope is. It's in the Holy Ghost. Someone say Holy Ghost. It's in the spirit of God, and you've got to make sure today, if you don't do anything else uh, on this special service, uh, the one thing I would encourage you to do is get more plugged into the Holy Ghost. Get more plugged into the spirit of God, because that's where your strength is. That's where your power is. That's where, the, that, that's where we get what we need to keep going. 
Because there are days where you, you'll feel like you can't do it. There are mornings you wake up, how am I going to, you don't feel like you can do it. You don't have it in you. And it's in those days where you realize that it's not by power nor by might, but by my spirit, says the Lord. Oh, I'm so thankful for the Holy Ghost because it's been the Holy Ghost that when I don't know what to pray, Brother David, I know some of you real spiritual. You always know what to say when you pray. But there's sometimes I don't know what to say. But I'm so glad that the Apostle Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians. He said, it's all right because there are moanings and groanings. When you begin to speak in tongues, uh, you speak in a word and a language. You start to add up. Only you and God knows. But it's the Holy Ghost. There are sometimes I don't know what to say. But I so thank God for the Holy Ghost. Whoo, my God. Sometimes I, I don't know what to do. I don't know how to respond, but I'm so glad I got the Holy Ghost. Imagine where you would be if you didn't have the Holy Ghost. Whew, I don't even want to think about that. Imagine what things you, you would say. Oh, my God. I thank you, God, for the Holy Ghost. Because there's sometimes I want to I wanna send a text message in my flesh. None of you have never had this problem. Man, you've never had this problem. But people like me, we... Man, I got to check in with the Holy Ghost before I say what I'm about to say. Have you ever written out a whole text and the Holy Ghost said, you better not send that, and you just delete it all? Okay, 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 okay. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. We're going to say something to your wife or to your children. Yeah, man, I, I, I better make sure that it's the Holy Ghost talking right here. Because it's the Holy Ghost. It's the Spirit of God. If, 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 you see, you'll miss the Spirit of Christmas if you miss the Spirit, the Holy Spirit of Christmas. I'm not here to preach about the, like the Spirit of Christmas. Like, you know, like, let's all just be, you know, festive for no reason. I, I'm here to preach about the Holy Spirit of Christmas, which is the Spirit of God. Would you stand with me this day? Hallelujah. Remember these words. Whenever the devil wants to put a question mark where God put a period. Whenever the enemy wants to lie to you and tell you about your past. Whenever the devil wants to keep you where you are and cause you to look back. I want you to hold on to these words. Remember what we read in Jeremiah 29 and 11. For I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord. Thoughts of peace and not of evil. To give you a future. Everyone say future. And a hope. Someone say hope. God said my whole plan for you and your family is to give you a future and a hope. How many of you are thankful to God for that today? I wonder for a moment if we could just give God some praise right now. Father, I thank you for the hope. I know that there's somebody that came into this place. You came in low on hope. You came in wondering how this next year is going to be. You came in wondering how you're going to get through this trial. You came in wondering what the, what, because some of you right now, under the sound of my voice, the odds are stacked against you in some way. Some of you are dealing with odds that are stacked up against you, against your family members, at work. Oh, hallelujah. In your ministry, your spiritual life, and your finances, some of you today, it seems like it's stacked against you. 
And even though you know from a mental standpoint, you know, or even a biblical standpoint that God's in control, sometimes it doesn't feel that way because everything is spinning out of control. Your world is spinning. It's not happening the way you want it to happen or in the way, in the timing that you want it to happen. But God sent me here today to tell you that hope is here. Hope is here. Hope is here right now. And I don't know who needs it today, but I want you to know that if you need it, the branch has already been extended. The branch has already been, it's, it's already available to you right now. In fact, right there where you are, would you begin to close your eyes? I feel the Holy Spirit right now moving. I feel God dealing with somebody. I feel God talking to somebody right now. I feel that somebody is just, mm, hallelujah, uh, the, 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 is hearing the Lord speak to you, letting you know everything's going to be all right. I just need you to believe again. I need you to hold on. And even when you can't hold on, hope is holding on to you. I need you to know that God is with you. And if God be for you, who can be against you? Oh, if God be on your side, then who can rise up against you? Your God is for you. Your God is with you. Your God is in you. And everything I say right now is going to work in your favor. Because God is not slack concerning his promises. God, his arms are not too short that he cannot reach you. So if there's somebody today that needs to just... Let them find you right now. Let them find you. Stop trying to save yourself. Oh, my God. Stop trying to save yourself. Let him save you right now. Let him save you.